This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop 1 in 5 pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. In today's episode, we are re-airing one of our favorite episodes. If you're new here, then welcome. We're so excited for you to listen to one of our most popular episodes ever for the first time. And if you're a longtime listener, we still encourage you to tune in and listen. You never know what new lessons and aha moments may stand out to you now that didn't before. All right, let's dive in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my joyful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are right smack in the middle of the holiday season, 2019. It's December, and I'm sure a lot of you are prepping for Christmas. You're shipping out Christmas orders, or you're just ready to settle down with your family and enjoy the holiday season. We wanted to jump into your earbuds real quick and tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Product Boss programs. So just so you know, right now you guys can sign up or apply to one of the product boss programs. We have our masterminds and we have our brand new program called Dash Insiders Accelerator Program. That is something that's jam-packed full of monthly trainings. We're doing live coaching and that's not like Facebook, but it's on a Zoom call where we get to see your faces and we get to coach you specifically on questions in your business. You get access to accountability pods. So you realize you're not doing this alone you have people with you. That's going to be about like eight people that you'll be able to be in a pod with. Then if you are from 50,000 to 250,000 a year in revenue, we invite you to apply to the Climb Mastermind. That is where Mina and I dive in deep in your business. We meet the masterminds are starting mid-January. It is something where we will audit your product, audit your user experience. You get to meet with us. We know about your business and you have this group of amazing fellow product-based businesses that are at that same level. And then the top is for 
everyone that's making 250,000 or more. And a lot at the top is a true mastermind with your peers. So you get to have a group of fellow product entrepreneurs that are moving into that CEO role and that are growing businesses, growing teams, and actually expanding into potentially owning buildings or, you know, having storefronts. So we invite you to apply or to join Dash Insiders. Right. Today is a really great episode. It's a little bit of what we've been seeing as being so immersed in the product business and seeing the trends, seeing the landscape of retail, seeing business as it is, how things are changing in the modern world, basically. And this is what the hard truths of growing a product biz has come to today. So we wanted to share with you guys our learnings. Yeah. And this was really inspired by those that we are working with in our current masterminds. We have businesses in the climb that are growing and expanding. We have those in the top. We ha- we're in deep with other fellow product businesses. And there are just some hard truths that they're coming to terms with and that in that we are teaching our students and that we really want to really want to reinforce with you all because even though you think like maybe you could grow your business without doing these things, ultimately, if you're serious about growing this business, we need you guys to know these things. So let's jump in. So the first truth to growing your product-based business is that you can't be on only one platform. Right. A lot of the people that come to work with us are only on one platform, mostly Etsy, I would say. And they have grown all the way up to like multiple million dollar businesses. We I have mean, multi-million dollar businesses that have built their business on Etsy. Right. And then and all the way from like people who are doing it as like a steady hobby too. So anywhere in that range. But the fact of the matter is that you cannot only stay on Etsy. The way the world is working is that algorithms are becoming like basically the king and queen. And you basically have to make sure that your eggs are not in that one basket alone. And I think people are starting to feel that. They know that, but it's a matter of coming to terms with that is a cold, hard truth of today's product biz ownership. So if you've built your business on a single platform like Etsy, for example, you don't own your email list. You don't own the platform. So if you violate something, they can turn you off. If they decide to change the shipping rules to free shipping and they encourage or they they shipped up the whole algorithm, which is what happened to a lot of our masterminders this last year, what do you do? do? We have a masterminder that has 10,000 sales. And then the second that that change in shipping policies happen, it completely threw their sales off. And all of a sudden they took this huge dip and this was a business that was doing well. I mean, 10,000 sales, it's a great business. And so going through that, what what we're working with our current masterminders on is how they're going to get onto other platforms, how they're going to start to get and build their email list, for example, um, to, to get people to move off of that one platform. We also have other, you know, other masterminders, for example, that are selling only on their website. They decided that they were going to put up a website and maybe they're getting sales, but how are they getting people to buy on their website? Or they are maybe an Instagram brand and they've been selling through Instagram. That's great. But you just can't rely, you you can't rely on one platform alone. And that's when you have to decide if this is a real viable business, where else are you going to show up? Right. Owning a business is really complex. It's like, think of it as like puzzles to a jigsaw. Ideally, it would be nice if you could just be on your website alone, right? You're making the most margins, but how are you getting people to get to there? And usually it's a lot of times of leveraging other people's platforms. And that's where that comes in, right? So if you're on other people's platforms exclusively, 
Etsy, Amazon, whatever else it is, there's lots of things you don't control. For instance, Etsy brought in a new CEO. Same thing with Jet.com, I believe. They got in a new CEO. When that happens, things tend to shake up, right? So there's lots of things outside of even algorithms or outside of, you know, any normal thing that happens. I mean, things get bought out, they get traded, they become public, they switch their business model, right? I mean, Netflix has gone through a lot of changes. For instance, we all love and adore Netflix, but remember when they were a vending machine that you would get DVDs out from or they would get mailed to you? And now it's a live streaming video production company. Right. That reminds me, I need to ask my mother-in-law if she still gets real CDs, real DVDs. DVDs? <laughs> it took her so long to switch over. Um, <laughs> but it's true. And you know, the only thing that you guys are going to ever own, like if we're going to talk about internet real estate, is your own website. But, and I've coached thousands of people at this point from startup. When I say startup, like I have an idea and I've taken them from that idea to a physical product they've manufactured, built their websites and all that. Nonetheless, though, get, having your own website is also tricky. You invest money into it, but how do you get people to actually find you? You know, we always talk about how I, I say it's a star in the universe, but it is your platform. Like, unless you don't pay your GoDaddy account, you're not going to necessarily lose it. You may get hacked, you know, but mm-hmm. there's, but that is, that is something that you own. And so, but whatever the case, we don't want like a leg to get knocked out from under you. So you need more platforms. When you show up on more platforms, you're more visible. You can get more customers and you start to be able to move them around on different ones. You might be thinking to yourself, well, this sounds a lot like multi-stream machine. Well, multi-stream machine is, you know, our course and our students in there, it's really a tool, right? Our course is a tool on teaching people how to get onto more platforms because we fully believe that you cannot be on only one platform. And even if you are like you have your own website, you need to be showing up on social media, you need to be showing up on email. So Multistream Machine is definitely a tool to help you grow onto more platforms. And then our masterminders, when they work with us, and so many of them are in the course and masterminding with us, that they are now digging deep into that, right? They're like, they're strategizing with us. They're thinking, what what product do I put on this new platform? How do Mm -hmm. I grow it? How do I get people to buy it? People aren't buying it. I'm getting bad reviews. Is the pricing different? Yeah. So that's, you know, going across platforms, it's, it's hard to do, you know, especially by yourself. So when you are thinking about moving to multiple platforms and you're testing them out, it's easier when you have somebody helping you to be like, okay, I understand why I'm going here, why my, this product should probably be the first product that I put onto here and let's see what happens. Um, because a lot of times you're leveraging them onto each other and seeing what happens. Okay. So hard truth number two, which I kind of talked about a little bit earlier was number two, you need an email list. And if you don't have one, you better start one today. Today or yesterday. You know how people say that saying you do it yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Except for you're here today and there is still time. So what are you doing to increase your email list today? Right? So your efforts that you're doing now, like let's say you're, you know, in part of a trade show, or you are um, DMing someone, or you are doing a collaboration or a giveaway, is your intention to grow your email list? Well, if it isn't, it should definitely become part of your strategy for when these, you know, activities for your business are going down. Yeah. So you can think about your email list like foot traffic to a store. And I want you guys to think about your business, whether it's virtual or if you actually do have a brick and mortar. But when you have a store, 
storefront, people are walking along outside and maybe you have something pretty in the window and they decide to come in or you have one of those little like chalkboards that are like free coffee or join us for happy hour or whatever. So you're bringing people in. Well, if the same people walked that street every single day and nobody knew came to the street, eventually they maybe wouldn't come in. And it's the same thing with your list. You might have started your list and you might have a hundred people on your list, a thousand people on your list. That's great. But you have to constantly be growing it. And if you have 12 people on your list, that's okay. You're starting somewhere. So we also, we teach this in our course a lot, but just to kind of give you guys like the down and dirty on it, the exchange should always be an email. Hey, Mm -hmm. would you like a coupon? What's your email address? Hey mom, I'm selling these. Could you please, you know, like let your friends know and have, have them email me and then I'll email them a coupon code or something like that. Um, if you're doing something live, drop your email address and be entered to win X. You want to always get that exchange of the email for that's your transaction. If, if there's not a dollar transacted. Right. Just think of it as like the lowest barrier of access right? Everybody has an email, unless you're like 97 years old, you might not. And you probably are not, that's probably not your ideal customer anyways. But everybody has an email. It's just like if you were to say, hey, what's your Instagram handle? And then I'll DM you. That's more steps, right? But it's literally getting access to somebody that's on their phone because their email is usually on their phone and getting to say, hey, did you know we're here? It's, It's access to your customer. Yeah. So how do you grow your email list? Well, where are you showing up? And start asking for email lists or email addresses. Um, If you're doing something on social media, if you have like a yes or no question, and then you could could slide into their DMs and say, hey, send me your email list. Or um, Mina, you talked about this. Jenna Kutcher, one of her biggest opt-ins is her grocery shopping list. Right. It was like, you know, when she was very body image um, forward. And that's what she talked about was people were wondering, what is your weekly grocery list? And um, it was like Drew and Jenna's grocery list or something like that, that she said it was like viral. So you might be thinking, okay, well, what do I do? Well, we have a few people in our mastermind that have planners and we were just talking to them about planners, right? That's sometimes the easier one to say, hey, you should have an opt-in and this opt-in you talk about everywhere. It could be in your bio on Instagram. It's on your page and you're asking people to opt-in because when you're first starting getting started offering that discount, 15% off your first order. Okay. But how are people getting there? So otherwise you guys need to be pushing these opt-ins and is there something you can have that's like a downloadable or an information sheet or a quick video? So our planner friends, um, we said to them that maybe there's like X hacks to planning your day or something that's around the idea of what their customers are dealing with. Like we've got college kids. One of our, um, our masterminders is dealing with college kids. Somebody else is with moms. Somebody else is with military deployment. So what could they offer as like a hack that someone would say, thank you for helping me. Ooh, you're helping me. Let me ask you for more. We also have another client that, uh, sells kitchen products and she could do something like here's, you know, five easy recipes to make in five minutes or 10 minutes and that you can use the product as well for it. So thinking about ways that people that you may be able to help them and they might want to opt into that. And then that's what you push. That's what you push on your social media. That's what you put up on Pinterest. That's what you email your current list and ask them to share it. Right. Um, Because when you think about it, right, like when you're in person and we've always said to do it in person too, and um, you're getting about, let's say, 
50 people on your email list, that's really good, right? Those people have met you. They've interacted with you. They know who you are. You can say, hey, I met you at blah, blah, blah trade show um, or blah, blah, blah farmer's market on Saturday. Here's a coupon for you or here is in something, I don't know, like something special for them, right? So when Jacqueline is talking about these opt-ins, even if it's like people get really discouraged because they're like, well, only 10 people signed up for that this month. That's still 10 people. And those are 10 people out in the, like, they're not warm market to you, you know? So they're um, in a way cold and you're warming them up. So just remember, those are 10 people that are just making that first initial contact with you. And then you can reach out to them via their emails and say, hey, here's this. And again, it takes a few touches for them for in order for them to be warmed up because they didn't meet you in person, right? But that's still 10 people that could be highly engaged. Test it, you guys. Like the uh, most awesome thing about your businesses is that it's your business and you can pivot and there's not that red tape and that board of directors and all the different managers that you have to run things by. You could try something and see if it resonates. If it doesn't resonate, do something else, shift it, you know? So you could try a couple opt-ins and see what people are resonating with. You can try a different couple trade shows and see where people are showing up and with your customers there. Um, but nonetheless, you can try a few different ways to grow your email list, like a giveaway, a gift card to use on your store, you know, whatever your, whatever your thing is, you could try those. And that's, you know, definitely something we work on in our groups is when people do have a trade show to go to, we strategize with them, right. To tell them like, this is how maybe you can grow your email list. And I mean, we have one client that she went to like a three hour trade show and she grew her list by 50 people. That sounds like a lot to some of you and not a lot to some of you, but 50 people in three hours, like what kind of opt-in would you need to have on your website and ads running to it to get 50 people in a couple hours? Right. And they met her face to face. So it's almost like, you know, 10 touch points in one. Yeah. So that leads us into number three hard truth is that you need to show up for your customers. And that's exactly what Mina's talking about, about touch points as well. Right. So there's a lot of pushback that we get from people who don't want to show up with their face. That's fine, but somebody's going to need to show up. You need to show up for your customers. Somebody needs to be speaking on your brand. It can be you. It could be your team. It could be an influencer, an ambassador. It could be a quote with captions. Somebody somewhere, something is going to need to show up. And the the more engagement that you um, get from that person, from that, you know, whatever ends up being, the more you show up, then that's what you need to lean into. If they like videos, give them videos. If they like those quotes with captions, give them captions, you know, but somewhere something, you just need to show up and show up where they are. Yeah. Um, I think that's the hardest thing for you guys, but people are buying from people. What's going to differentiate mm-hmm. you from them being able to go buy candles at Target or literally anything that any of you are selling, they could probably buy at Target. <laughs> Like clothing, jewelry, Again. shoes, candles, and a cheaper. really cool aversion, right? Yeah, it's cheap as all heck. They get to ex- they get to have Starbucks. They get to listen to holiday music. They get to experience everything. And the thing is, is and all different millionaires to people who are not millionaires, so <laughs> they shop at Target. Shop at Target. <laughs> But even the brands that are there, they're even the small brands are in Target too, right? So you're competing with the small brands that are within Target as well. Yeah, we've had we've had a brand that's like a startup brand on the podcast that she sells at Target, and you know she's not everywhere, but that's a big um, customer for her. So the thing that why why you 
and not Target? That's a question I want you to ask yourself. Um, well, my stuff's more expensive. They can't get it at Target. Okay, cool. But what if they're walking by that at Target and they're like, well, that's the cheaper version. I'm just going to get it. You need them to want to connect with you, your story, your brand story, the whole story. They're buying mm-hmm. your product, but they're buying more than your product. And so if you show up for them, you show up to be helpful. You show up to talk about your product. You show up to answer questions about your product. You show up to um, just be there for them. You show up when they're looking to buy gifts. You show up when they're not looking to buy gifts. Mm-hmm. It's showing up and it's showing up where they are. So are they at farmer's markets? I mean, this goes back to the platform stuff, but a lot of what we're talking about and what I think our masterminders struggle with sometimes is actually showing up on social, right? It is. It's on Instagram. I do want to give an example just real quick because we are saying you need to show up. Your brand needs to show up in a human way. Like your brand needs to be humanized, right? So um, one of the brands we follow is really cool. And since we're going off this candle kick, you can get candles at Target. But another brand that we know of is Candels on Instagram. I have no idea who owns it, but they show up all the time, right? And when I say they show up, their brand shows up. They answer all the questions. They do giveaways. They do promotions. They describe all the smells. It's not a physical person even, but it's an embodiment of a brand that's humanized, right? We know their story. We know that they get hand poured. We know certain smells that are coming out. All those things that you almost feel like that brand, there's a, there, you know it's a small business that's being represented. Mm-hmm. And at the holidays, they did show their team packing things up, trying to get the orders out. So there was actual behind the scenes, but Mm -hmm. they don't have a ton of behind the scenes all the time, but they're definitely explaining to you sense. They're showing user generated content. So they're humanizing it by showing other humans using their product. They've got their stories or slides of pictures basically, but like telling you things and they will interact with you on the DM. So there's, there's a human being behind it that is trying to improve your customer service and they're trying to get into your home and they're trying to be something that you want to share. Also, you don't have to be a talking head is what I want to to say. Yeah. Or you can be, if that Mm -hmm. also aligns with you. And, you know, we have a podcast on um, like best and worst marketing ideas for your personality. Some of you do, like I like to show up on video, probably see me a lot on video. Um, It's just easier for me sometimes to like, just get like free flow my thoughts into a moving picture with my voice. So some of you may want to show up, but there's also that level of showing up and showing behind the scenes or showing you talking about the product or using the product or interacting with the product. Um, nonetheless, and as Jasmine Starr says, you need to show up till you blow up. You guys have to keep doing it. I know it's hard, but what, what happens? Like challenge yourself 30 days. Can you challenge yourself to show up for 30 days in a different way than you were? That's, that's yeah. a challenge I present to you. And I want to say this, and I want you guys to remember this, always for everything in your whole life, what you put into it, you will get out of it, right? If you're not showing up for your customers, you will probably get very little from them. If you're not showing up for customer service, you're not showing up even in their feed or in their Insta stories, if you're not showing up to invite them to buy from you, if you're not, if you're just there and you're like, hey, we're here, they might buy from us, they might not, it's not enough you know, so what you put into it, like if you're showing up even on a daily in your pajamas, you still will get something out of that, right? Because they're like, oh, that's cool. She, she wants to at least interact with me. She's a hustler. 
He's mm-hmm. a hustler. Like, oh, wow, they are working on their business. I want to support that small business. You know, it's the same way that like if you get a new, a new shop, and the shop owners are the owners like, and they're working in there. And you're like, oh, I'm going to, I want to support this small business. I'm not going to go to Target. I'm going to just buy something in here every once in a while. That same idea of like the shop owner being behind the counter, let's be that for them as well. So yeah, I like, I like that you said that, Mina. Yeah. Just show up. I mean, you, that's all, like challenge yourself like for 30 days, like what Jacqueline said, right? Doesn't have, we didn't say show up beautifully dolled up with some lipstick on. I know we have love our red lipstick, but that was her rock your holiday promotions. <laughs> and, you know, just show up the best that you can. Um, and even if it's for that five seconds, you know? And I just told our masterminders, like, one of them was like, oh, that means I'm gonna have to get dressed more often. And it's like, or just use a filter. Thank you. Instagram uh, dog filter favorite. I think you really love that kitten one these days. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, because the dog makes my eyes look bigger, but the kitten is like a little bit more cat eye. And even if my mascara smudged, because it usually is by the end of the day, you guys can't necessarily see it, or maybe you can. Um, <laughs> and so, or like there's just filters. Add a filter to your face. It actually will kind of stop them a little bit too if you need to. Um, what you know, and that's the thing we were talking to today in one of our calls. We were inspired by this call we had with our masterminders, and um, because they're looking to grow their business, and one of the things that they're thinking is like, well, where, what do I do? Like, what do I do more of? We're not asking you to show up everywhere, but if in person is working for you, show up for them there, right? Mm-hmm. Be the yes. pl- be, know that they know that they can go there and find you, or that you will be doing live events during the holidays. Do these things until you figure out what works for your business and what doesn't or what works for you and what doesn't. And then you get to, when you, when you grow your business, when you hit a number that feels comfortable to you, then you get to figure out what you want to do next. But right now guys, you, you are, you're hustling and you need to show up. So that's, that's kind of our thing there. And then our number four truth, which we always tell you you're not alone, but here is the, the hard truth for all of you to hear. You cannot do this alone. You can't do it alone. There has never probably been in history a story that some major successful person, Warren Buffett did not do it alone, you guys. There's a lot of people that are super successful. They got there because of their team. They got there because of their family. They got there. There has been support along the way that has helped them to push them. Sometimes it was coaches. Sometimes it was masterminds. You can't do this alone. And oftentimes, you know, as the bigger you get, the the more true that is. Can I tell you a story about me? I'm first generation American and I'm first person in my family to go to college. And my family, me and I are different in this way. We're both first generation, but my family didn't really like education. My family are, they're entrepreneurial. So they were able to do things without an education. They were like, they could, they could kind of do what I do now is like start a business and make a business work. So it wasn't, they didn't necessarily say like, think you have to go to college to be successful. They didn't, that was not how I was raised in my head being American and growing up in schools. And it was like, no, I, I have to go to college. That's like, like my key. That's like my gateway out of the, the hustle, I guess is what I thought to what's going to make me whatever it was. Well, it turns out I'm still, I'm still an entrepreneur um, with a college degree, but the, the thing about you can't, you know, you can't do alone. This is where it goes back to is when I was growing up, my best friend, way more traditional. She's a pediatrician. Now her parents, her mom was one, her grandma was one of the first women to graduate UCLA. Her mom 
went to UCLA. Her dad went to USC, like really educated family. And I remember crying to her as like a young kid thinking like, what am I going to do? How do I get out of here? Like my pathway out was college out of like my current situation. And if I didn't have her at 11 to 18 to help me through applying to colleges and thinking like, Oh, how am I going to pay for college? She's like, you'll work. You'll do this. My dad, this, like she was the one who gave me the advice that I couldn't get from my parents. And that was an 11, we met at 11 years old. So Mm -hmm. if I'm going to say, I can't do this alone, like you can't, whether it's an 11 year old friend that motivates you to change your life or a coach that you hire that motivates you to change your business. Right. It opens up your world, right? Because at that time you didn't even know that was a a possibility for you to go to college at 11 years old. You know, if, if someone doesn't see something like for us, for instance, you know, having a mom that has multiple businesses, right? That's an everyday thing to the kids. For our kids. Well, yeah, for our kids. Oh my gosh. So Suri was saying to the teacher, so Shelly Warren, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, there was a slide at BizChicks that she put, as a CEO, your job is to be kind, but not nice, right? That, that's what the slide said. Be kind, but not nice. And so... You know, I took a picture of it. It was on my phone. She shares her iPad with me. What does she do? She goes to school and tells everybody. I forgot to tell you this. She's like, yeah, I've been telling everybody. They're not supposed to be nice. They're supposed to be kind, you know? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. You know, I felt a little weird about the whole thing, but that's how impressionable we are on our kids. We don't even realize that we open them up to all these different worlds, right? All these words, all these sayings, all this, all these ideas and the possibility of them. Because, I mean, who knew that, you know, you could be college educated, right? In this world of when all you see is like entrepreneurs at your age, it would have been flipped for everybody else, I'm guessing. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like you and I are, we, we have a lot of similarities in those. That's a big difference. But when you Mm -hmm. say you can't do it, I'm like, I probably wouldn't have aspired to reach Mm -hmm. as high as I did had I not had her as an influence in my life. Then cut to like coaches or doing it alone. Okay. So another example, I've had teams. I've employed five, six people at a time in my office where I was paying payroll and all the things, right? Because the way that I had structured my business. Health insurance. Oh my goodness. All the things, holiday bonuses, holiday parties, sick days, paid time off, everything. And it was great. And I couldn't have built that business on just me. My business grew so big that I needed this big team of people to help all of my clients at Designer Consulting Co-op. Great. So that was my team. I couldn't do it alone. I couldn't build this business to what it was without that team. Then I will say that I also couldn't do it alone without hiring a coach. Like my first time, 10 years into my business, Mina, I hired a coach, which was crazy, right? I had gotten 10 years into my business with a huge team of people, with a huge office, with a great business. And then I hired a coach at 10 years because something wasn't working for me anymore. And I wasn't paying myself enough and I was paying all these people and I was managing all these people. And I didn't know at that point, you could go as far as you go until you need someone to shine a light on other possibilities for you or other ways of doing business because we can do this for a while in a vacuum or in Mm -hmm. our bedrooms or in our basements or in an office. And then having a coach or an expert, which I hired and that helped me, then I got into a mastermind, which I then got to see behind the scenes of all these other people's businesses. And I was like, wow, there's like all these other possibilities for me. Um, and then their possibilities for me, right? Because they shone that light as well. They were like my friend when I was 11, where they were like, I see this for you. You know what you know. 
But this it was is your a potential. seed, right? They're planting mm-hmm. the seed for you. And then, and then if you had never come across that girl that was going to fashion school. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. You, I transitioned my that whole life. seed would never have planted that been planted. For me, it was like, uh, when I first started on Amazon, remember I started on private label. And so it was literally, well, I guess if we, let's, let's go back a little bit in, uh, when I was in high school, we were just learning how to do graphic design things. And I didn't want to do the class, but my art club art teacher was like, you should do this class on these computers. For me, I was just like, I don't really want to, this is back when there was like the tube color, um, IMAX, you know? And so I learned it and I learned how to do graphic design and didn't do anything with it. When I graduated college, I got a project management position, but it happened to be where I had to do graphic design as well. And so then those skills from high school came into effect. It wasn't even my degree from college, right? And then, you know, got married, had kids, and then cut to when Amazon was what it was. My husband found the Amazon thing and he's like, you have all this experience doing all this brand stuff and your reports and things. You could actually create, there's this thing called private labeling and you can sell on Amazon, which I had already sold books and, you know, put books on Amazon and things like that. So I was like, hey, I could learn about Amazon, right? So he's the one that planted the seed for me. And then I started learning more about Amazon. Then I learned a whole new skill set because of him. Then cut to Jacqueline, who's in this whole different place in the world, she comes and she's like, hey, you know what you would be good at? Coaching and planted that seed, right? So I think that there's things you learn different skill sets because either people push you or they plant the seed for you or they just show you the light in some sort of way or they encourage you when you feel discouraged, you know? Mm -hmm. And they show you it's not easy for everybody. They know that, but they are like, hey, you can do it. I believe in you. And it just gets you, keeps you moving, keeps you moving forward. So think about that. Think about the, you know, some of us can point to teachers, some of us can point to friends, some of our parents, family members, random people that you meet through Facebook groups like Mina and I. (laughs) (laughs) We were random back then, but you know. (laughs) But I mean, like she was in Iowa, I was in LA, like completely, you know, like there's certain people that are going to push, pivot, plant seeds that we're going to transform. They're going to transform your life and the decisions that you make. And there's also when we say you can't do this alone, like Sure, you can build this business. You can start making things in your basement. You can fill orders yourself. You can do all of that, right? But then at a point where we hope for you all to be is that you get so many orders that you realize, I can no longer do this alone. I might need to hire my first hire. I might need to ask for help. I might need to bring in a family member. I might need to ask my husband to do X, Y, Z for me or drive these boxes to the post, you know, the postal service. Um, as you grow or you're going to have someone pick your kids up from school or somebody clean your house or someone do yep. your laundry. Your husband picks up the kids or whatever. Yeah. Or your in-laws help you take care of the kids for the weekend. Yeah. So we remind you guys all the time that you're not alone. And that's why Mina and I show up for you every week that we really want to encourage product entrepreneurs, like people who are making physical products to change the world, change their life, to to have access to you know, income that sometimes you wouldn't have access to or to fulfill a dream that you had for yourself. So we want to remind you, you're not alone. Don't Mm -hmm. do this alone. Don't try and do this alone. And if you need more support, that's why we're here. Like that's why we've created these programs and these courses. So we have our masterminds. That's why we have this new Dash Insiders program. Um, All of this is that we just, we want to help you all 
grow. There is room at the top for all of us and we want to help you get there. Right. I mean, the the idea of coaching, right? So let's say you guys decide to be in our masterminds. So when we're talking about seeds, those seeds will blossom, you know, your what you grow will blossom where you water it, right? So when you're focusing on what you want to grow, like in this case, it would be your business with us as your coaches, it will blossom because you're focusing on it. We're showing you the way. We're showing you shortcuts. We're like the basically the gardeners of the product world here. And, you know, it makes it really fun. I mean, I would prefer always to not do it alone, even though I'm an introvert. And I think that it just, it's fascinating to look back at all our journeys and people have changed us along the way. But these are the hard truths when it comes to growing your product biz today, is that you need an email list. You need to go onto more than one platform. You need to show up. And because you need to show up, it's actually way better when you are you can't do it alone because it's easier showing up with other people. Yeah. People to hold hold you up, hold your hand, lift you up, bring you up. Right. They got your back and it's way easier. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you if you guys want to DM us on Instagram at the product boss. And of course, if you have any questions about any of this, we would love for you to, again, DM us or email us at hello at the And if you're interested in applying to our super limited spots for our mastermind, it's the slash programs. And you'd go to the climb or the top. And if you want to get in on that sweet, sweet deal of $7 for your first month for the Dash Insiders Accelerated Program, head over to theproductboss.com slash Dash, D-A-S-H, and we'll have all of this in the show notes for you. Right. For the price of a nitro coffee with sweet cream and whip on the top, that's $7 right there. (laughs) We will see you guys over there. See you guys. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the shop one in five pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five 
pledgeyourpeace.com. The link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the Shop 1 in 5 pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.